Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene Natale, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. In today's episode, we are going to continue where we left off last episode on the topic of credit cards. And uh, when we left that episode, Arouge, who had joined us last week, was going to do some homework and some investigative report reporting on opening his first credit card. Joining in Arouge on that assignment, we had a second team member uh, who has not yet opened her first credit card. Uh, so Maggie and Arouge are going to be joining me in just a minute. Arouge, welcome to the podcast. Maggie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, and I think it's important to let everyone know when we left off, the homework was to pick three credit card providers. We're going to do more homework. I do not know which three either of you picked. Uh, so we're going to all be learning together here. I just, I have two statistics I want to kick off the episode with before we dive into how that investigative reporting went. And the first is these are both kind of May 2021 statistics. This is from the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. 79% of adult consumers have a credit card. So this is a topic that impacts a lot of us. And uh, also from May 2021, this from the American Bankers Association, there are 365 million open and active credit card accounts in the U.S. So I like this topic. It impacts a lot of us. Uh, Arouge, why don't we we push to you first, since you were had the courage to bring this topic up and say we need to talk more about credit cards. Um, and Arouge, I have a question for you. On a, on a scale of 0 to 10, what would you have ranked your credit card knowledge prior to investigating and narrowing down to, to three selections? Um, I would probably do like a two just because I knew what a credit card was. I didn't know all the strings attached. All right. Maggie, I'm going to push that same question to you. Zero to 10. How would you rate yourself a credit card expert? I was going to say zero, honestly. All right. So we checked the boxes. We are, we are ready. Um, Arush, you, you go first. What, and don't let's save the three. Don't dive right into the three you selected. Did this experience meet your expectations? When we signed off last episode and, and you started to research credit cards, was it easier than you thought? Was it harder than you thought? Intimidating, fearful. I want to understand some of the emotions you experienced. It was definitely a lot harder than I thought. Um, like, so I followed your advice of picking something that aligns with interest or something I just do or I'm required to do things like that. And what I noticed a lot of times was there's multiple for each company or brand or whatever it may be. And some of them will say like a free, uh, like no annual fee. And then they'll say like annual fees start the second year or something like that. And I'm just like, now I have to really look and read the contract, read the percentages, know what it's about to even think, hey, is it good? because of their advertising and marketing all make it seem like that's the best credit card. But then in actuality, I'm just like, there's no way me, a college student can afford that. I think that's very interesting. Um, the, the company giving the advice is the one who most wants you to take the advice, right? When you're shopping for credit cards. Yeah. Maggie, how about from your side, when, when you got drawn into this episode after courageously letting us know that you did not have a credit card, um, did you know what you were signing up for? I had no idea. 
And as I was going through everything, it was really intimidating because there were so many more factors than I had originally thought there would be. And I had to kind of decide what factors were the most important to me. And so that was a lot of sorting through different types of credit cards, I guess, and trying to make sure I didn't get caught up in like a gimmicky, I don't know, thought process, because I feel like a lot of them were way more gimmicky than I thought they were going to be. So that was kind of scary. So it sounds like you and Arouge experienced similar emotions, maybe like a little bit of maybe lack of trust. Yeah, absolutely. How did you overcome that? Um, I really just tried to look for the credit cards that I felt were the most, uh, I don't know, straightforward and honest with me. Had like the least amount of gimmicks. Arouge, how about you? Uh so like for me, I personally, like after doing the research and all, started looking for credit cards that, you know, like something that aligns with what I have to do or what I like doing, uh, just because it will make it easier to get those rewards, if anything, mm-hmm. um, just because I don't want to go out of my way to try to meet their threshold of like whatever the dollar amount is to get the rewards just for the sake of getting the rewards. Mm -hmm. I want to do it where it actually makes sense. Yeah, I felt the same way. You both zeroed in on rewards. What can, can you give an example for our audience of what is an example of a reward when you open a credit card? The cash. I don't want to confuse that. Like you get, you open a credit card and you get a high five. Hey, here's like a bag of gold. Um, when you mean they try to show it to us like that though really yeah and and then the reward let me let me like maybe i can make it like airline miles like the credit card says hey if you use my credit card i'll give you a bunch of airline miles if you like to travel stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how, how do you get those points just by like hey they're all yours or what do you have to do to earn the rewards you have to spend a certain amount of money already on something similar i feel like yeah, yes. Or just like, through the credit card itself. Yes, it will give you a ton of rewards if you spend a ton of money using our credit right. card. Yeah. Well, let's go, Arush, here it is, drum roll. What are the three credit cards that you picked as your finalist? And every, so everyone tuning in knows, this episode we're going to explore the three credit cards that Arush and Maggie selected as their finalists. We're going to follow up next episode with the actual process of choosing a final credit card and opening it up. Arouge, take it away. Uh, So my first one that I picked was actually a United Gateway card. And the main reason I did this is, first of all, I live in California and my school's in Pennsylvania. So I obviously have to travel. I'm not going to be driving that long. Uh, I just hate it. Uh, So... I mean, I was like, I always fly and flights are pretty expensive. So I was like, might as well just get a little reward back from it. I already have an account, but if I have a credit card that gives me even more rewards, might as well. Um, My second one was actually Bank of America, uh, I believe, travel card. Once again, the same kind of a thinking, just because if I'm traveling or something, might as well get um, rewards for it. And then my third one, and probably the favorite one, is the REI credit card, just because I actually shopped there. I've shopped there for a very long time. 
Uh, I love being in the outdoors. I love their products. They're uh, just like everything that they're about. And this one also just spoke to me because they also donate a certain amount to like help the environment, help do things that I kind of like to see. And if I ever book a travel with REI or like learn from them, that I also get a bigger discount than I would uh, otherwise. Uh, Rouge, that's interesting. I, if I was a betting man, I'd pick REI when we tune in next episode. Um, I'm curious, were all three credit cards, did they offer the same uh, credit amount or the limit up to which you could use that card? Um, I honestly don't exactly remember the limit, but I know that for the Bank of America and United to get like the rewards or something, you had to spend at least $1,000. It sounds very daunting, especially for me not making too much money in college. Um, but the reason being that I still chose the United or Bank of America is once again, I have to buy flights and those aren't cheap. So if I'm buying them anyways, might as well also see if I can get the rewards for it. I might not make it, but you know, it's always like something better than nothing. Mm -hmm. All right, Maggie, what were your three finalists? Okay. So mine are pretty, very different. I'd say I chose the pedal Two card. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's like a, its own company of credit cards, they have a pedal one card and a pedal two card. And I'm not entirely sure the difference. One of them just has a higher APR. So I picked the one with the lower one. And Maggie, did you learn what APR is? Can you share with our audience? Yes, APR is annual percentage rate. And so that's, I guess, the interest that I would have to pay as I'm using the credit card money, right? Or to pay back. Correct. If you don't pay. If I don't. Right. If I don't pay it back by the end of the month. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Could you remember what that number was for the pedal two card? Yeah. So I wrote it down. It was a variable one from 12.99 to 26.99. And a lot of the cards that I saw seemed to kind of fall around uh, that same kind of thing. So as I, as I went on and looked at more credit cards, that became kind of less important to me unless it was really high because they all seem pretty similar with that. My other two cards had a similar um, APR also. But yeah, so the pedal, the pedal two card, I, I looked at a lot of lists in ranking credit cards for just first of all, in general, like a ranking of the best credit cards. I looked at a lot of those kind of lists and then I started to look for the best cards for beginners. And this one kept popping up. And I think that's because it really doesn't have that many, uh, like it's, they're trying not to be gimmicky. That's the whole point of this card, it seemed like. And they were trying to help younger people or beginners build credit. Like that was their sole reason for existing. So I was like, that seems great. Um, so that, that was really, really nice and it was one of my favorites they have an app that i can track of everything and set up automatic payments and stuff like that so it just seemed like pretty straightforward and i don't know it sounds like trust reliable more trusting with that one because they didn't use the gimmicks yes exactly so i did i really like that one that one stood out to me and it kept popping up on all these lists so i was like people must like it 
So that was my first one. And then my second one was discover it cashback card. Oh, and also in all of my choices, there's no annual fee. That was important to me. That was probably the most important because I don't really want to use a credit card that religiously. So I'm not going to go around paying an annual fee for something I don't even really need necessarily. Is it hard to find cards with no annual fee? How did you? Um, I thought it was going to be, but once I, I used that kind of as a filter as I was looking through, like I didn't even bother to look at anything with an annual fee. So it didn't become that big of a problem because they're a pretty good amount. But again, like Arush said, I'm like, maybe I have to go back and check, make sure that annual fee is forever instead of just the first year or something. That's kind of scary. Um, but yeah, the Discover It cashback card, it had um, good like cashback rewards on um, restaurants and like drugstore purchases, which is probably what I spend a lot of my money on. You know, I have a Rite Aid right next to my house. I'm there a lot. So that was good. And then the rewards can be used um, at Amazon also, which I use a lot. And like, not a lot, a lot, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough for it to matter, I guess. But um, yeah, then there was nothing really else special for that. It also just kept coming up on these lists. So I was like, all right. And then the last one was the Chase Freedom Flex card, which also had no annual fee. And they do have a partnership with Lyft, which I thought was nice because I use Lyft a good amount also. Um, not too much again, but enough to be like, hey, if I want to put my Lyft ride on this card, might as well get some cash back for it. So, and again, they both had very similar APRs. Um, but yeah, I really just tried to listen to the articles that I read on what a lot of people liked because I don't have too many criteria of my own because I didn't even really know what to look for. So I just looked at a bunch of articles and tried to do my research. This is really interesting. Um, there was no overlap on your two lists. Mm -mm. Uh, Maggie, did you rank your was yours yours arbitrary or was was that in order or do we have to wait to find out next episode? My favorite was the pedal two card, and I kind of cheated a little bit because I went to go see what it would be like to apply for one, and unfortunately, they so because it's accessible, they're trying to make it accessible to everyone. Instead of checking, oh, also, sorry, side note. The fact that you have to have a credit score to get a credit card to get some of these cards was shocking to me. I was like, what are you talking about? I have to have credit already, even though I'm getting a credit card. That was very confusing to me. Maggie, how did you learn that? Did they, they say, hey, sorry, you can't apply unless? No, no. It was more like in the list, they said what credit you had to have to get these certain cards. And the pedal two card, you don't have to have credit. So they go through your bank account and they kind of analyze it somehow. Um, and that's how you qualify. So that was interesting. But they do that through Plaid, which is not partnered with my bank. So I actually cannot get it, even though I really want to. Very interesting. So Maggie Narouche, let's rapid fire kind of this experience. And I'm really curious what the best and the worst experience was for both of you, but like fast, hit us quick. Arouge, what was the best experience uh, as you were researching credit cards? I mean, the best experience I would say is 
uh, learning just how to do it and like exactly knowing that like once I fell into the trap of finding like annual fees, I knew that's the first thing I would look at is when I'm evaluating a credit card is uh, even though it says free, uh, like no annual fees uh, for the first year or whatever, I have to make sure I look for anything else after that because I don't want to just arbitrarily sign up for that card. And then now I'm starting to pay like a hundred or $200 a year. And I'm just like, where's this money coming from? Maggie, how about you? Best part of this experience? Best part was probably realizing that I could actually use a credit card to my advantage because I had not previously even thought about getting one. So that was kind of cool to be like, you know what? It's not that scary. I mean, it is scary, but it's not that that scary. And it's possible that I can use it to, you know, better my financial well-being. Right. And instead of worst, I'll say like most fearful or, or nervous. Well, uh, Rouge, what was the opposite of best? Did you have any negative experiences as part of this? Um, honestly, just learning about like the percentages that you'd be charged if you miss a payment. Uh, because like, what if uh, I make a payment and I forget one day, like $50, let's say, uh, over the balance or like, I mean, $50 that I just forget that I spent it on. Like, I, I mean, I personally always just use a debit card because I know that I'm not going to run out of funds. I've made sure that I never go over fund limit or anything. I always have a hard cap and uh, I never have to worry about paying that bill. So what if I forget about paying that bill? Now I'm going to be charged like 20, 30 percent or whatever it may be. And now I'm just like, until I figure it out, I'm like, wait, I owe like this much more. And I'll just be like, why? You know, a debit card, I can just make it. It's like handing hard cash, essentially. You're not alone with that erosion. 90% of Gen Z prefers to use debit versus credit. Maggie, how about you? Any negative experiences or fearful moments? Yeah, I'd say the how all of these credit cards or most of them were advertised to me by way of, oh, you can get this and this and this. Like all those gimmicks were really scary because it made me feel like I couldn't trust them. Because I'm like, no way that like it's not free money. They're not giving me free money. And they I felt like they were kind of trying to market it like that. And that was really scary and made me like not want to go anywhere near them. That's interesting. Well, that the, the scariest part for me is hearing those APRs. Twelve to twenty six point nine nine percent numbers in the in the previous episode we called having credit card debt the equivalent of walking through life with an anchor around your ankles, just dragging it with you. Um, well, this is exciting uh, as we will tune in next episode to see which credit card uh, if Maggie and Arouge have opened. Um, you know, Arouge is an avid hiker, but he regularly travels from California to Pennsylvania, so he's got a tough choice to make there. Uh, Maggie likes to eat out, but I, I happen to know also that lift might be an interesting incentive for the chase. So um, tune in next episode when we circle back with Maggie Narouge to talk about their experience opening a credit card, uh, as well as whether both will get approved. Thank you for tuning in to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast.